Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the po- the, the well-anticipated Marcus All podcast is finally coming out. I feel like we've mentioned it on pretty well all of our videos the past week, but the, the second take of it, there's been some new reports about Marcus All. A couple have gone down. There was one uh, early last week about Gasol potentially going to Europe next season, and that came out right around the times the Raptors were having their exit vi- vi- interviews and all that sort of stuff. But the more juicier rumors that have circulated now, especially I think it was reported our Fadeaway World put it out, but Marcus Gasol potentially rejoining Kawhi with the LA Clippers, Riker. What are your thoughts on these sorts of news? And it's looking like Marcus Gasol probably won't be a Toronto Raptor next season. Ben, like I said in the Marcus Gasol video that's probably floating around <laughs> out there on the dark web somewhere, it was lost. Somebody might find it one day. Full video. It's lost forever. Dark web, though. Like I said at the start of that video, Ben, good riddance. And this is not a dig against what Marcus Gasol was able to come and do in replace of Jonas Valanciunas and make a championship team and be part of that, mm-hmm. you know, really be integral to that championship stretch. But for everything that he has helped the Raptors do, I, I, I just I despise what he did to this team this season, and especially come playoff time when really in a series where they had no legitimate big defenders, Marcus Gasol could have looked to be a scorer. He could have looked to be a rebounder. He could have looked to do a couple of different things in his probably limited minutes, regardless if he was playing well or not. He could have looked to do things to have impact towards winning. And he decided, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to do none of that, and I'm going to suck really hard. So you know what, Marcus All, It's time to pack your stuff and get out of Toronto. To hop on the Marcus All bag wagon just for, for a second, Terrence Davis really, really baited us, man. Remember he came out and said, yo, it's looking like prime Gasol out here. He's going to be scoring left, right, and center. Remember TD said that during the the quarantine record? Yeah, and what what happened to those photos where he looked thin? (laughs) Like, was that a Photoshop job? Did somebody (laughs) fake us, or what happened there? (laughs) It's almost like Boucher's muscles, bro. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was we know who started that, Ben. Wink, wink. But (laughs) listen, this is serious. This is some serious business here. I think... I'm I'm curious what the response is going to be because I think as much as people were frustrated with Siakam because he was trying and not succeeding, it looked like Marcus Hall wasn't even trying come playoff time. Yeah, no, it was. I think he was trying. Like I don't think there's a lack of effort with Marcus Hall, but his confidence and his scoring ability is just completely fallen off a cliff against the Boston Celtics. I don't think he hit a three against the Boston Celtics the entire season until until Game Seven where he did hit a, a couple. So. You know, the the value in Marcus Gasol was that he's a stretch big man that can pass and play defense and all that sort of stuff. But this season, as you mentioned, especially after the hamstring injury, he looked a step slower. So on the defensive end, even though he will, till he's 60, he'll be a great positional defender and the, the size that he is, he can get in people's way without a doubt. But the, the lack of mobility, even a drastic drop-off from last season where he was able to sort of stay with guys like Embiid and those the Tobias Harris's driving off the wings and Giannis and the, those guys. But this year was just completely picked apart in the pick-and-roll against the Boston Celtics. And the, the inability to shoot, obviously he's a great passer, but they were just completely leaving him on an island. It was shades of Damari Carroll, shades of Patrick Patterson, where our bigs would just be completely left open, the the other team's defenders wouldn't worry about them one single bit, and 
the Raptors can't have that going forward. We need to have big people on the, the court that can shoot threes or at least be a scoring threat. And if Gasol's not doing it consistently on the defensive end to at least an uh, above average level, I don't see us really bringing him back on big money. Now, we can debate on maybe a shorter deal or a, a lower money deal, but I don't think we, we sign him for a deal close to what he was getting this year at like $25 million or something. No, and I would only be comfortable giving him real, real small money, and I'm talking sub $10 million, because if I look at what Chris Boucher was able to do in his limited amount of playing time throughout the regular season, I saw the potential for this guy to become a decent backup backup center, but that can't happen if he's the third or the fourth option. He really would need to get a little bit more run, and what kills me particularly about Marc Gasol is one well how good he was obviously in Memphis in doing basically everything on the on the stat sheet and making sure that that team was always pretty good pretty good playoff team um you know obviously those stats dipped but he still did some some off the box sheet things he was still a pretty good floor general he had pretty good passing and he he probably would have got credit for that second assist or that you know that tic-tac-toe assist if that was a stat line but what kills me the most (laughs) The hockey assist, exactly. But what kills me the most, Ben, is that his three-point percentage has always been super high. So it, it just seems like in the important moments, he doesn't step up because he was like 44% last season. He was 38% from three this season. But then you're exactly right. You look at the Celtics series. You look at the Brooklyn series even. One for four, 0 for one, one for four. He missed 10 threes in a row before he hit a, a three in game six against the Boston in the playoffs. And I think you're right that he didn't hit any threes against the Celtics in the regular season either. And then you add on top of that that – Small ball is what's happening. It, it, it is all the rave, and we suspect that more teams are going to shift to that next season. And if you can't have a guy that you can even play down the stretch that can't contribute come playoff time, what are you going to pay him for? Makes no sense. Yeah, so I think from that, that we're both on the same page that Marcus Gasol isn't the starting center for the Toronto Raptors going forward. I think both both you and I will, and pretty well, I, I'd be surprised if any Raptors fans believe that he should be the main option, the guy we should rely upon going forward into the future. But that, there's obviously been rumors that Serge Ibaka might get paid big time by a team like the Charlotte Hornets or something like that, even though he wants to stay. We're not speculating Serge Ibaka will leave. We think we'll find a way to keep him. But if the Toronto Raptors do end up in a position where Serge Ibaka is just too expensive to keep, a Bismack Biombo-esque situation where he just gets completely overpaid by a mediocre team, should the Toronto Raptors look to to pay? Because we're not getting Marcus All on the minimum. I think if his value is at a minimum, he's just going to go to Europe and get paid a you know, because they still get paid in Europe. They still get paid upwards of, I'm not sure what it's going to be with the pandemic, but there's definitely, I think Meritage signed for, you know, 14, 15 million plus deal. That could be completely higher than expected. But I know it was double digits in the millions, but they, they can't get paid over in Europe. There's big contracts being thrown out and Marcus Hall being a big name and still a valuable piece. I think he'd get a big contract in Europe. Do you think the Raptors and obviously the Clippers are a team, and we'll we'll dive into the Clippers a bit more in that whole situation after? But do you think the Raptors should take the route of signing Marcus as maybe a backup option or a starter that plays 15 minutes a game if you don't trust really Boucher to be that guy just yet, and maybe have some OG at center lineups? If we're losing a Sergi Baca, do you think he'd be a valuable piece to maintain at 
nine million dollars per year so we can compete with those teams in Europe? Yeah, I think so. And another reason th- there could be some incentive over to Europe is I don't know what the climate is like in Memphis, but I know it's in Canada. It's no Spain, and I don't know exactly where he's from in Spain, whether it's Barcelona or whatever, but they they definitely have pretty good tropical weather there. So if you're getting the dollars and you're over closer to home, I could see it happening. But definitely, veteranship, that's a big thing, right? And if you can keep veteran guys around that you're not expecting to be the people that are going to lead you come playoff time in playoff minutes, but can offer positioning advice to guys like Chris Boucher, you know, how to be a more effective defender, how to see the court a little bit better. Those things are valuable to keep around, and you're not really limiting your cap space situation too much by overplaying an aging guy when the most important, you know, season is is next offseason when there's a lot of big free agents that are going to hit the market. And I think you could make the same argument you know, this whole video is about the Clippers maybe wanting to look at signing Marc Gasol. You could make the same argument for why they would want him around because they already have pretty long-term extension deal on Zubach. I think he's there for a couple of years. Let me just double-check. Yeah, he's right there until like 2023. Um, but, you know, they, they I guess they didn't have any really good backup bigs. And you wouldn't play, if you're the Clippers, Marc Gasol heavy minutes for their playoff series. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, could maybe steady some of the, the more, uh, I don't know, like a friendly way to say this, some of the personalities on the Clippers team. Well, the veteran leadership and clearly their locker room has exploded since that series. Everyone's going at Paul George right now saying that he quit on the team and he's trying to give these motivational speeches. Kawhi's out there questioning Doc Rivers. There's, you know, the Montrez Harrell's being reports that he's mad at everyone and might come to the Raptors because of it. So it's a it's a weird situation down the Clippers. I definitely agree with you. Veteran leadership would definitely be helpful in a situation like that. And from the report that, that was brought out about Gasol going to the Clippers, they're saying Dubach is obviously young, great, and he's he's you know, a player that I think is good for them moving forward. But again, in the same way a lot of those types of lumbering big men are they need to learn how to play positional defense, and Marcus Gasol could potentially be a mentor to him. He'd obviously be the better defender right now because Zubac, especially in the pick and roll, even with Gasol's like movement being slowed and all those sorts of things, his positioning still makes him a, a good enough defender, especially in the regular season when compared to a player like Zubac. He could sort of show him the ropes in that area, and in theory... Theoretically, Riker, maybe not in practice, especially against the Celtics, Marcus Gasol can still shoot threes, and he won a championship with Kawhi, maybe that's something the Clippers look at there, so I could definitely see the Clippers probably overpaying for Gasol, giving him a multi-year deal, and when you when we bring up the, the one-year, or the, the $9 million, $8 million range for Gasol, I, I think we're on the same page. That's not a multi-year contract, that's just a one-year deal, would you agree? Yeah, you'd think so. You, I, for the Raptors. Maybe a two-year or would, something would you, like that. Well, for the yeah. Raptors? Yeah, no. You, one, year, one year, right? Like, you don't want to sign him for two years to have any impact at all on the, the cap flexibility for the Giannis's, the OG's, the, the Oladipo's, the Norm's, all that sorts of stuff. But I could see the Clippers coming in with a two-, three-year deal, $10 million, $11 million, and seeing what they can get, especially where Gasol is a champion. We saw Pau Gasol be paid... Right until he was, you know, the Spurs, I think, gave him a massive deal at the end of his career, which was really head-scratching. And I could see Gasol, 
getting that sort of money from a team like the Clippers that are obviously in a desperate situation right now. So that's another place he could go. And you and I, Riker, we love Kawhi. We love what he did for the the team and all that sorts of stuff, right? When we had that that video, some people thought of us as Kawhi haters. We are not Kawhi haters. We are Clipper haters. We don't want to see that team succeed whatsoever. And I'd be happy with Gasol going there, especially if he's overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, they, they did it right, I guess, in the sense that they had a lot of veteran guys come in on one year, so they're probably looking at the same thing, same thing that they probably did with Marcus Morris this season, Patrick Patterson, obviously, on the, the lower end, Reggie Jackson, I mean, that's hilarious how that guy's career went from being like a you know $20 million guy to a minimum, um, but I could see most closely being a Marcus Morris type situation where exactly they, they overpay him more than probably what he's worth just to have him in as a vet uh, and maybe be able to bring something to the team. But in the same vein, you could make a similar argument that the Raptors could want to do the same thing if you're looking at one term, de- one year terms, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's no real need to keep the cap down in next season specifically. So give him a lot of money. If Serge walks, whatever, we have a center, we'll play through Boucher as maybe a starter or something like that. But um, yeah, we'll see. And I, I definitely agree. You know, Clippers, they can go and mess up their franchise and it'll only provide more happiness, Ben. For people that didn't watch, watch the reaction of them getting knocked out by us. It was it was a happy podcast, one of the happier ones we've had since, I guess, game six of the, of the Raptors-Celtics series. But, yeah, and this is, we've been kind of hard on Gasol. This is not to take away from especially how good he was last year during the playoff run. There's no way we beat the 76ers without Gasol's defense on Embiid, Gasol's help defense on Giannis, and obviously the way he just commanded the paint down in the NBA Finals. So, Gasol, even in the the short stint he's had with the Raptors, definitely had a big impact on the franchise. But if we had, if I had to make a prediction, Riker, I expect him to probably be gone next season. Yeah, I don't see him being suited in a Raptors uniform. Yeah, but that's just how it is. You guys are the best for making it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Lots of podcasts, lots of news, lots of stuff happening on the channel. So definitely subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate all your guys' support. I guess the the road now, Riker, is to 20K subscribers now that we reach the 15. I guess so. We were not, we're, we'll plug it. We'll plug it every now and then. So if you're interested... Hit us a follow or a subscribe or whatever you do. <laughs> Sauce us on the, the Insta Twitter. But Ben, also, last words. Shout out to RDC World or whatever that channel is called. I sent you the video. I guess I do basketball skits. I don't know. I, I don't really watch the channel. I just I watched that memes. skit that he made. Yeah, he's impersonating uh, Doc Rivers in the, in the locker room after the game. And he said, now I know I'm getting fired. But y'all trash, and I just want you to know how trash you are. So I'm going to call you out one by one and tell you how <laughs> trash you are. I thought that was so funny, man. That had me crying. You think uh, you think Doc Rivers gets fired, bro? I can't see him staying on the team. There's no way. I mean, that's crazy how you can be, like, one of the worst choking coaches of all time. And, you, I mean, the amount of talent on that team to lose against the Nuggets. Like, you want a chip, though. Yeah, one chip. Who was on that team? Wasn't that the insane Boston Celtics? Yeah, and he team? lost two two series with that team too, and lost with the Lob City Clippers, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, all them. Right, because they basically had a big five on that Boston Celtics team. It was like who was it? Garnett, Ray Allen, Rondo, Rondo was out of his mind at that time. Paul Pierce, and I, I guess maybe like KP, who was their baby? Four, Kendrick Bass Perkins. 
Kendrick Perkins, so there you go. <laughs> Big man down low. Yeah, and that was a different league back then, too. Perkins obviously got phased out at the end of it, but I don't know. I, I think he'll stay, but I agree. He probably should. If you if there are better options out there, definitely probably should be moved, but we'll see what happens with the Clippers. Love seeing them lose. Anyways, you guys are the best. Last words, Riker? Cheers.